young boy with the braids dripping. I be sitting high cause the Jeep lifted. I tell all of my problems, adios. Cause I know the God is in control. In control. Yeah, he in control. In control. Yeah, he in control. I know all things work What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Time is Right podcast. My name is Scott Smith. I am your host. And uh, we have a really fun episode today as we go back in time to March 3rd to the faraway lands of Wilmington, Delaware, uh, where we got to be a part of this thing called the Renew Conference. And uh, to talk about this awesome little trip that we did, uh, I have a couple of guests in this room. Uh, the full team was DJ Angie, Abel, Rick Harmony, and uh, we have another guy here that wasn't on the trip, but was certainly a big part of making this whole thing happen. Um, here on today's episode, though, we have Rick Harmony back in the building. What's good, Rick? Yes, sir. What's up? Welcome back to the pod. It's good to have you. And we have a first-time guest. Shout out to first-time guests. Uh, we got Matthew McNutt in the room. I think I'm saying that correct. Yes. No, you got it right. You said my full name instead of shortening the mat, so I am I am happy. You are happy. <laughs> I remember all of our email correspondence said Matthew, so I, was, I, was, I had to make sure that we... Uh, we kept that right. Uh, Matthew McNutt is here because he is the one who runs the Renew Conference yeah. in Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, Matt, as a first-time guest, something we always have first-time guests do is just introduce themselves to our audience because they've never heard your voice before. Um, so can you just give us, a, give us a few tidbits about what you do, where you're from, how long you've been doing that thing, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor at Brandywine Valley Church. I've been there as the youth pastor for almost 15 years now. I've, Sheesh. Yeah, I'm old. The, uh, I've been in full-time youth ministry for 22 years. I started at my first church in Connecticut 22 years or so ago. And uh, at the time, I was hoping I'd be in youth ministry a long time. Uh, there were times where I was like, I don't know how long I'll be able to keep doing this thing. But now I can't imagine... Uh, not being in a youth ministry role, not being a youth pastor. The My wife, Heather, and I, we've been married for just over 22 years, and uh, we have four sons between the ages of 14 and 21. And so it's been kind of fun over the years. You know, we started off at our first church with no kids, and then we had a season where we had, you know, toddlers at home while going off to do youth ministry. And and then a brief window where all four of our kids were in the youth group at the same time, which was really cool and kind of special for me. And and I like to joke, I have my own brutally honest focus group letting me know how I'm doing <laughs> on awesome. stuff. They, they, uh, they do not hold back, uh, which is actually more helpful <laughs> than it might sound. And now, now I'm down to just two of them left in the youth group because the other two are in college. So Wow. Yeah, they're like, Dad, that game sucked. That was terrible. They have said those words to me. The, uh, but it's also super helpful because sometimes, you know, they'll tell me things that uh, their friends would never have the nerve to tell me to my face. But then, like, oh, man, they, you know, we could have done that better. Or sometimes I find out how much people love something because I hear it or see it through their eyes, which yeah, is cool, too. Absolutely. You know what to bring back and try again. Yep. And I think one of those things that you probably brought back has been the Renew Conference, right? I'm sure you've gotten some good feedback about that. How long yeah. have you been uh, hosting the Renew Conference? So this one that you guys were just in was our fifth one. We've been doing it for five years. There That's was one year where we had to keep it just our youth group because of COVID, COVID yeah. and all that. But otherwise, yeah, we... It was something I had been really longing to try and roll the dice on for a bunch of years. And uh, the leadership of my church really 
bought into kind of vision and goals for it and were willing to risk some budget money on it. And, and it's just been a really probably one of my biggest highlights of the year. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, it was super awesome. This was our first year getting to be a part of it. And um, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, thank, you, thank you. Rick, Aaron, and DJ Angie and myself got to be a part of it uh, this year on the Friday night. Um, so talk, talk to me a little bit about how this, even the booking aspect of this happened. Like, how'd you even learn about us as yeah. right? No. So I'm part of a couple different youth pastor networks in the region. Uh, a re- you know, kind of a really small local one and then a larger, uh, broader Eastern Pennsylvania youth pastor network and, uh, E-P-Y-C. E-P-Y-C. Yep. Eastern PA youth coalition, I think. Something like that. Right? Epic. Epic. We call it epic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you search EPYC on Facebook, you'll find the group. But um, I think at some point a couple years ago, I crossed paths with Rick yeah. at that. Mm-hmm. And I found out he was an artist. And I was kind of, I started checking out some of his Spotify then and uh, just kind of keeping it in the back of my mind that, you know, oh, that might be kind of cool. And then somewhere in there, I crossed paths with you, Scott, because I think you were talking about some of the ripe events at one of those. And I had kind of the same reaction of like, oh man, why am I, why am I bringing in artists from far, far away when there's so many in this region doing amazing stuff? And so, yeah, about half a year ago, eight months ago, yep. I finally reached out. And yeah. Like, I think we, it was like we September. We something going on yeah. on the Friday night of the event. Do you, do you have a crew that would be able to come out and and do something fun. So. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, I remember that conversation cause it was at Epic. I think it was at uh good Sam. Uh, it was whenever we like had that first full conversation. And then a few weeks later, I remember the email, I was going back through the email thread yeah. and we started the conversation September 22nd, 2022. And just to give context, like that's how all of these stories happen, right? Like we're talking about March 3rd, 2023, uh, it takes six months to plan any of these things for any of these things to become a reality. They start yeah. with a conversation and then you build and have dialogue back and forth. And, you know, I think we did like 80 emails back and forth between the <laughs> idea to actually showing up on uh, March yeah. 3rd. And a big part of the reason why I took so many emails is because this was a this was a ridiculously complicated weekend for us um, as right, because we were also asked to perform at another conference the same weekend, um, Breakaway Youth for Christ, which is in Ocean City, Maryland. Our next episode will actually be about that trip. And they wanted us Friday through Sunday. We had done that in 2022. They wanted to bring us back. Um, but they hadn't like officially you know, asked us to come back. It was kind of like the day of the conference in 2022. Hey, can we have you next year? But we never had any like official correspondence about it. And so when you reached out, I had to reach out to them. And I was like, hey... Uh, if you guys want us, like we got to lock this in now because we have another inquiry for the same weekend. And they're like, yeah, we definitely want to have you back, blah, 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 blah. And we're going back and forth with me and that guy, Gary. Shout out to Gary. We love him. And I basically kind of said, Gary, like in an ideal world, we could do both. We could be at Renew on Friday, come spend Saturday to Sunday with you, like just speaking, you know, kind of out of pocket, not taking this in order, but just saying what would be ideal for our community and for our artists to get two bookings in the same weekend would be better than one. Um, and they had some budget restraints too on their end that they were trying to nestle and figure out. And so it's kind of like, all right, do that. 
go back, tell them if you can just do Friday with them and you can do Saturday or Sunday, we're comfortable with it. And it's just amazing, like kingdom kind of thing, because Gary doesn't know Matt, Matt doesn't know Gary, um, but both of you guys like being hospitable towards one another and making it work. We were able to almost do like a mini tour from Delaware to Ocean City, Maryland for a couple of days, um, which I think was just like a perfect situation. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, I always enjoy like just seeing the way that the Lord use my uses my gifts, like. Um, whether it's through music or through the story that I've been blessed with, like uh, I call it a blessing, even though it's a roller coaster. Shout, shout out to Aaron. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I love the way like God has has used my story to impact uh, other people, um, and the way I share my story is through my music. So it's been amazing to. Uh, be able to do that on the road, be able, being able to do that, uh, and go different places, whether it's just a one day event or conferences like that particular weekend. And it was such a blessing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was super cool that we got to do both. And, um, thank you, Matt, uh, genuinely, you know, we, uh, we really appreciate you, uh, bringing us in and getting to be a part of stuff and also, um, for being here on the episode. So thank you for that. No, I was excited to come. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, so let's talk about the actual night, Friday, March 3rd. We've done our 80 email correspondence. We figured out all the details. <laughs> uh, we get in the, the whippity whip and we drive down to, uh, Wilmington, Delaware. We get there, I don't know, four or five o'clock, get there in time for a sound check with, uh, the sound engineers, all that kind of stuff. Um, Rick, any thoughts from your end just walking into the space, seeing the church for the first time? Uh, well, I was I- excited. I mean, overall, um, but yeah, walking into the space, the first thing that I, I, I like really noticed was Matt, <laughs> uh, walked up to him, gave him a big hug. Uh, and then we walked into the sanctuary and then, uh, what is it called? The one shot or impossible shot. The yeah. Impossible shot. yeah. That's that like the first thing that caught my eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this beautiful, big sanctuary, gorgeous, like lights and, you know, just huge walls and high vaulted ceilings, but it is a hundred percent a youth event. Oh yes, because sitting on stage is like Nerf bow and arrows. Can you give a little bit of yeah, context that, that, for the like impossible my shot? Span was was taken by that. Like I was like, oh, I want to, I want to try. And make. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of the reoccurring feedbacks we got when we asked people to fill out the feedback forms was, "You got to let more people try the impossible shot." I one hundred percent got that idea from download youth ministry it's just this target with a little hole in it and uh it is what it says it is it's an impossible shot because kids get one try to try and get the dart through the hole and uh, it's super hard it happened once in five years one kid has gotten it through and it was ridiculous what does he win like a car or something (laughs) i forget what we did that this year we had a 50 dollar amazon gift card but <laughs> you gotta you gotta up the price on that thing because that thing is not nobody's hitting that thing. Some people do really huge prizes, but but the one year a kid got it, he actually he was trash talking me, and I was trash talking him and saying he's never gonna get it. <laughs> and he fires the arrow and he missed, and I started laughing at him in front of everybody. Just I knew him, so it wasn't you know another <laughs> it wasn't another church's kid meeting me for the first time, and I'm yeah. just gonna humiliate them in front of the room. Uh, as I'm laughing at him, it hit the back wall, bounced off, and went through the target. 
So the one time somebody got it, it was off it was the an back accident. wall, yeah. and uh, and so he got the last. Laugh. It's it's that pretty it's pretty stinking amazing. You, you, gotta, you gotta do like a PS five or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean it is an impossible, <laughs> I know, impossible well, task. I tried and I wasn't I wasn't that close. I could offer all sorts of stuff. Nobody's gonna get it. So yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Not a, that, one of your leaders got it. At the end of the night. Yeah, but that was cheating. It was our worship pastor, and he tried multiple shots. So he didn't get it on his first shot. And like, that's part of the skill is can you get it on the first on shot? That one yeah, shot? You can always course correct. You yeah. know, you can always course correct. There's a spiritual lesson in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but around, um, so we do the sound check stuff. We go in and shout out to just uh, hospitality. As as always on this podcast, we love to talk about hospitality. Um, you guys just took super good care of us and uh, had like a huge spread of uh, subs, and we got to sit around the table, um, talk to some of the speakers and some of the tech team, and um, just like have a good time back in back in the room before kids started arriving. Um, can you just give context? How many churches come? Like how many youth groups are there? How many kids so are there? Typically, typically we have around twenty churches participating it's crazy and usually around 350 325 350 participants kids and uh youth leaders the goal of the event um really is i mean it's all regional churches we want young people to see other christian young people that they might actually be crossing paths with in school and in the mall and in different places we want we want to have a really fun uh low cost event but where there's a lot of spiritual content going on. And so like this particular weekend, there were three messages and then uh, the testimony faith story from Jessica Long, the Paralympic champion. And, you know, if you tell kids, Hey, why don't you come hear four messages in 24 hours? That might not be a huge selling uh, hook, point. Yeah. But cause we want for middle schoolers, high schoolers, everybody. So we just fill it with all these other fun elements and uh, a lot of over-the-top uh, games and prizes and, and uh, content. And, and so kids end up having an amazing time, and we want them crossing. We want a conference experience, but low-cost and actually in the area. Yeah. Thank you for the, the context on the conference. Because, yeah, I mean, this is just, to me, it's so impressive to see an individual church buy-in. I mean, it's very similar to Meg and Mike DeHaven. We know them. They run a middle school youth retreat. And they did that for years out of their church as like kind of one children and youth pastor couple saying, how do we build a retreat that brings a lot of people together? And to see that again with what you're doing with Renew, I was like, man, this is so cool to be a part of and to be kind of, you know, an asset to what you're building. Um, five years in, I think I think it was really, really special to see. Um, now, there's this one really weird anecdotal story for me during the conference um, because I was the driver for myself, Rick, uh, Abel, and DJ Angie. And like I said, we're going from Renew. We're doing Friday night. We're going to get in the car, go straight to Ocean City, get to Ocean City by like 1 a.m. So we're, we're on the road, right? Like there's no way to go back to Philly. And about 6.30 p.m. while we're eating dinner in that room before the kids start showing up, I get a frantic call from my wife that there are raccoons in our house. Um, we found out later they were just in our walls, <laughs> but she thought they were actually in our house because uh, it sounded like they were, and they were terrorizing our our side of our house, you know, our walls. Um, and I was kind of like in this place where I'm just like, man, I want to be there for my wife, 
but I can't just get in the car, drive back to Philly to go handle the situation because I'm the driver and we're in the middle of like a two date thing that I can't really just leave. Right. Um, and I remember Aaron being like, dude, God's going to do something crazy this weekend. Like this is, there's no doubt in my mind. Like when something like this happens, we always come up against, you know, conflict, turmoil, um, whether you want to call it warfare or whatever else. I mean, raccoons warfare, I don't know, you know, but, (laughs) but it certainly was like, it could have been a distraction from the main goal. And we just kind of like prayed and we're like, God, we trust you with this. And, you know, I'm talking to Dar and giving her like numbers to call for people, uh, how to get wildlife services out, like in a jam and getting her a place to stay on Friday night. Cause she was obviously not going to stay in a house where raccoons might be running around. Um, it was just like a fiasco. Um, but it was just kind of like in the middle of that God is about to move. Right. And, um, we get into Friday night and I don't know if you have any thoughts about Friday night, like the messages. I thought, what was the girl's name who spoke? Sarah, Sarah. Bonino. Bonino? I always You should probably know how to say it. I should. <laughs> the, uh, no, Sarah spoke. She's uh, She's been a youth pastor for six years. Uh, she just started at Willowdale Chapel about two weeks yep. before. I had already recruited her. Um, because she had brought her previous youth group to the conference. and pa- We usually, the speakers are usually uh, youth pastors yeah. that regularly bring their groups. That's awesome. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She's also an artist. Yep. So she's, she's a singer-songwriter. We've actually had a couple conversations about ripe stuff, um, trying to get her plugged in, um, you know, throwing some dates out to her for creatives, open mics and stuff. So I'm hoping that she actually comes around the community. But she did a great job. And the other cool thing that you guys did was worship wise, you use kids. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah. That was, awesome. That was so dope. Yeah. We, I mean, I really, one of my goals every year is I don't want to feel like a Brandywine Valley church event. It really needs to be its own thing. And the more I can get other churches that are involved on the platform, the more of a win it is. Right. So that's why. It's never me giving the messages. It's always other youth pastors or area youth workers. Uh, the worship is always student-led, and we just throw it out there. If any of the youth groups have a worship team that wants to come and lead one of the sessions, uh, and so we had three different student youth groups represented over the course of the weekend leading worship. It's amazing. We don't expect it to be perfect, right? Like every group is on varying degrees, but... Man, it's always a win when you can get kids up on the platform leading in some way. Yep. No, that's for sure, man. That was really, really cool to see. And something unique, because you don't see that at a lot of places where at the like big gathering, you typically bring in the people yeah. to do it really, really great kind of way. And it was great in its own way. Um, like you said, because of the goal of like equipping and empowering young people, putting them on stages... Um, that's where the growth happens. They become the next generation of super equipped worship leaders by getting opportunities, right? And that's like totally my heart and DNA is always equipping, empowering, um, putting people on platforms that they're going to grow into being able to steward well. Um, I remember after the session, there was a little bit of a break where you guys did small groups where you just kind of like had the groups uh, split up around the sanctuary. Sanctuary is yep. huge. And so all these groups are kind of sitting around in pockets, having a message. And by that point, I was like, Lena, I love you. Good luck with the raccoons. Uh, (laughs) It's go time, you know, because I'm like still back and forth 
through this uh, crazy process. And then I think it was right around like eight o'clock or so we get up on stage <laughs> and, um, and the kids were like already ridiculously hype. I don't know if you'd been playing Abel and Rick's music for some students or something ahead of the conference or what, but they were a little super bit. energized. And I, we had, what was also cool is uh, DJ and G uh, did kind of like a pre-show show so in the half yep. hour while they were so i hadn't really told other groups that but i told my youth group that the dj was you know i was like you got to show up early dj is going to be doing his thing before we even start and they're like what wow so they were already kind of hyped up for that and that helped spread to other kids yeah by the time i got up there to like start the show <laughs> off because i you know i was booked as a spoken word poet slash host and i quickly became just host because I did that first piece for the kids, and I was like, this is not going to work. Because <laughs> they were just ridiculous, way too hype. And I was just like, yeah, I probably should have performed during worship or something, because this is not the spoken word environment. Like, kids are just screaming and like, ah, like just absolutely yelling and stuff. And I was just like, it, it just became a thing that was like, yeah, this is probably not a necessary component to the uh, high-energy, hopped-up-on-candy teenagers' uh, excitement for the concert that was DJ Angie, Rick Harmony, and Abel. And so we just kind of went with went with the music, right, and just jumped in uh, all the way. Rick, uh, you, you're obviously the only one here to be able to talk about the, uh, <laughs> the set, but what did you think about the concert itself before we get into the other little ancillary things we did? Uh, the concert itself, I thought it, it it was well received. Like we didn't even have to try. Like kids were already bought in. Like I think for a lot of events, you kind of know from the like for the from the first song. Like if kids are bought in, uh, so for renew, like all those kids, like not even just your group, but even like the kids that were hand, standing on the side, the the ones that were over. Um, by the baptism pool like they, <laughs> like it, it, it was uh it, it was it was amazing j- just to see how bought in they were um and yeah i think also uh what i enjoy is like when aaron and i do events together uh like we complement each other with our songs like it's not like all right let's uh go go uh, a, a little less uh hype on this one and then Let's go extremely hype on this one. It's like, all right, let's let's keep the the tone the same throughout the the event. So yeah, yeah, it was definitely fun seeing you guys on the stage playing off each other. The uh, you know, I had looked at some YouTube stuff and listened to some stuff ahead of time, mm-hmm. but I was almost picturing more of a traditional like it's going to be sets. Rick's going to have his set, and Abel's going to have his set, and Scott's going to do his. And I really loved like you guys were just both up there, and you had your songs, you had his songs, but you were doing it together and really getting the kids worked up. <laughs> yeah, I had to shut down some crowd surfing. Oh, it yeah. was That's some crowd a surfing. That's win. It's awesome photos. <laughs> like I. It went long enough to get a couple good photos, and I shut it down. Yeah, you did. You did shut that down. There were some kids flying. Uh, like insurance don't 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 cover. <laughs> yeah. Insurance no, don't cover this. Yeah. Get down. <laughs> get out, kid. Um, it was super good. I mean, that's one of the strengths. Rick and Abel, with young people, especially whenever they're together, 
is super, super unique. And a lot of that is even like you guys support one another with breath control, right? Because you're doing each other's ad libs. You might get three quarters of the way through a bar and then somebody else needs to finish it for the other person. And so it just makes like for a better uh, concert performance experience than if it had just been Rick Harmony for 40 minutes, Abel for 40 minutes, Scott for 20 or whatever. Um, and then I, obviously I just eliminated my, my 15 minutes because after the first poem, I was like, yeah, this ain't going to work. Thank um, God we had backup songs. Yeah, we always got back. <laughs> we always got backup ideas. We're, we're very flexible to roll with the punches. Um, you know, and I just took my mic and ran out into the crowd, right? And just did crowd work, putting microphones in kids' faces and having them, you know, whenever they, they caught the hook, they could say it back and um, just being crazy. Lifted. Gifted. Gifted. Shifted. Lifted. And they just kept saying lifting. Yeah, they just kept saying lifting every time. <laughs> That's classic. Um, but it, also with the added time, you know, I'm kind of like trying to do my best to support the three of them, right? Rick, Abel, and uh, Angie. And the cool thing is we have some stuff in our back pocket that we can always pull out um, when, when the night calls for it. And so one of the things we did is we actually had like a little dance party, did like the cha-cha slide, Cupid shuffle, um, you can't church, clap, the church clap, church clap, church talk clap. Talk to kids. A, the church clap. It's a youth group classic now. It is. <laughs> yeah, we were doing that all the next day too. They, they kept <laughs> were screaming you? for it during every break. Every church clap. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It up again. <laughs> that's so funny that it actually did it did impact the rest of the conference. But that's like Angie. I mean, we did that in Canada. Even if you uh, go back and listen to the Canada episode. Um, it's from season one. Like that was a big part of what we did up in Canada for the big concert at the end of the week with Demir was we kind of had this like back and forth, Demir performing and then dance party, Demir performing dance party. With you guys, it was kind of like in the middle of the concert. We just had this huge dance party, which allowed them to like reset, get energized again for the rest of the set. Uh, but the other thing that you guys pulled out, which was crazy dope, is you guys, how you pulled a student up on stage. Oh, yeah. Now, how did that even happen exactly? Uh, <laughs> I, I think he yelled out. He's like, uh, I, I can rap too. And then I was like, oh. Of course Trevor did that. I said, oh. Shout out to Trevor. I said, you can. <laughs> I said, hey, hold on. Cut, cut the music. Cut the music. We're going to let him freestyle if he could rap. And then I said, okay, it got to be about Jesus. But here, here's the mic. <laughs> Handed him the mic. He started freestyling. So. He, he did his thing. That yeah. was like the best night of his life. He he actually posted something later on Instagram about how it was the greatest <laughs> night ever. Because <laughs> he had like at the beginning, he we did this goofy thing where there was premium seating behind a roped off area, and he won the drawing to get the premium seating with him, and he could pick out a few friends and came with like snacks and stuff. And then he had won some game, and then you guys pulled him up on the stage. And Saturday was really a disappointment for Trevor because like it did not live <laughs> up to getting everything on Friday. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. How how old is Trevor? He's a sophomore. Wow, he's a sophomore, sophomore in so, high school. Yeah. Is he part of your group? Yep, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, he just he, he had just shouted out. He's like, "Oh, I could rap too," and then I, it, it, so I like funny. I like heard it. I was like, "Who who just said that?" And then he's like, "I did." I was like, "Okay, we gonna make this happen." And spin something, <laughs> and he rapped. He, I mean, it was it was it was good. It was it was it was a beautiful moment because, like you said, you know, students empowerment, putting students on stage. 
right? That wasn't even a plan for us, but it was more of like being flexible, rolling with the punches, seeing the the way the night is going. All right, how do we maximize this time that we've been given to steward? This is something we can't pass up the opportunity of. Yeah. But I also say that too, like there's some events where we we have like a strict time limit and it's like we don't have the freedom to to create it ourselves. It's like, hey, we we want this, this, and this. And then it doesn't give us the freedom to like even share our hearts behind some of the songs that we make. Like, you know how we explain like why we wrote these songs yeah. and the heart behind these things. But it also like when we have enough time or more time, uh, we get to like get creative with it. We're, we get to engage with the folks that we're in front of. And we we get opportunities to even like invite them into it too. Uh, so thank you for what's, for I that. Mean, <laughs> part of what's so cool about that too, right? Is like that was Trevor's best night ever. Whatever, uh, which is great for him. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we love you, Trevor. I'm the we I'm love the you, Trevor. Old youth pastor. <laughs> it's his best uh, night ever. Whatever. <laughs> goofy teenagers. The um. So he has an amazing time, but it's not like in that moment you're just impacting one kid. Every kid in that room that's friends with Trevor feels represented on the stage in that moment too, yeah, right? Yeah. So pulling Trevor on the stage actually impacts like 50 kids and uh, that just are all like, oh my gosh, like that's one of us up there with them and they're so cool and this is cool. And so it, it it's an exponential effect yeah, uh, than just the one person on the platform. So good, man. So good. I loved it. That was that to me was like the highlight of the night. Um not because Trevor can really rap. I think eventually he might he might get there. Uh but he uh he did his thing. And it, and it's also tough like you're in front of all these people. Oh, no, it was it was his confidence that carried him through. Yeah, his confidence. Like he he was there. He he didn't care. <laughs> he didn't care if it rhymed or not. I was he worried was he going. wouldn't give you the mic back. Oh. That, that was my big fear. Knowing him. That would have been pretty epic <laughs> if he had I'm like, yo, God be about Jesus. That's it. <laughs> it was. It was. He rapped about Jesus. He's freestyling. It's so good, man. No, because there's been some times where you hand the mic to folks and you don't know what they're going to say. <laughs> That's yeah. a fact. We've had those experiences, too. So have I. <laughs> Matt's been doing this for 22 years, ladies and gentlemen. He's I've got seen some stuff, man. He's got his few... Uh, He's got his few stories, I'm sure, under his belt. I did laugh, though. You know, when you talk about the energy in the room and the response of the kids in the room, afterwards, Scott, you were asking me, like, how'd it go? And uh, I was like, this was phenomenal. And you were like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, once you sleep on it, we can reconnect in a couple weeks and debrief. And, you know, once you've gotten some more feedback. And I was like, Scott, like, they all stayed in the room. When, when I, you know, typically when we have a concert type event, there's always, it feels like half the kids are wandering around out in the lobby or going outside for some fresh air or whatever. And that was one of the biggest things that was sticking out to me the whole uh, show was everybody was staying in the room. They might not have all, you know, it might not have been 100% of the kids down in front of the stage jumping up and down, but everybody stayed in the room. And so that kind of jumped out at me like, wow, they, there is something going on here where you guys were really grabbing their attention and holding on to them because realistically speak like uh some of the kids in the room knew about you guys ahead of time but a lot of them you were new that was a that was a new thing for them so it was new yeah. music new experience and they stayed and so i was just really struck by that i was like yeah this was a win <laughs> yeah no i appreciate amen. you saying that again praise god amen 
let's let's just land there um what what i mean i guess you've already kind of said it but is there any other like impact outcomes from the concert itself and then we'll talk about the the rest of the weekend that we weren't there for but from the concert itself anything else stick out it's it's fun you know i already said i have kids in the youth group now and so it's a weird like i always feel like i look at things differently now than i did as a youth pastor 15 20 years ago yeah and so it's kind of fun like i've been crossing paths with rick for a couple of years now in these youth network meetings a few years yeah uh, you know because you've been in the area for a bunch of time and so I've seen his heart for youth ministry and heard it in these meetings and talking about that. And so seeing him as a youth pastor and his heart for young people, and then that night in the moment, um, seeing it through the eyes of you know my two sons that are there uh, in the youth group, and they're like jumping and tearing up and just feeling this like satisfaction. Oh man, the, you guys are connecting with my kids in a way that I never could. I will never be cool in the way you guys are, right? And even my son in the weeks since Renew, my 17-year-old in particular, uh, there was something about Rick in particular that resonated with him, right? So he was hanging on everything you said uh, when you were talking. He's been, every time I'm in the car, he's putting on the music. And, you know, he was taking photos from that night. So he's super hype about, like, he got some really good shots of each of you guys going. But it's just a really... uh it's a really rewarding thing. You know, I love being a youth pastor, but I also love seeing stuff happen through my own kids' eyes and mm-hmm. how it impacts them. And so I think it would be really easy for some people to go, ah, it's just a concert. Like, what's the big deal? But man, I'm, I'm the dad of a 17 year old kid that's putting on Christian hip hop in the car now, right? Like that's, that's a win. None of his friends at school are listening to that. You know, he's still thinking about the words in it. He's still thinking about your shoes. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he was, he's super impressed. He's a shoe head. Rick, like you guys speak a language. I don't know yet. Uh, but that's a really, you know, cause as a dad, like, especially for young boys, there aren't many healthy role models out there. So it's really cool in that moment of going, man, this is bigger than a, you know, an 85 minute set or 90 minute set. This is, this is something they're continuing to think about. The other kids in the youth group are still talking about. So, yeah. Wow. That's, oh man, I'm blown away. <laughs> like that, 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 like I'm honored and what a blessing, like to even hear those words. Like a lot of times we do events and you don't get to see the fruit of like what occurs after. So like even seeing that fruit is like such a blessing, like, and encourages me in ways to keep on persevering. Cause like, as an independent artist, it, you never know the outcome of like, yeah. what's next? What what's all right? How long am I doing this for? Or is it financially stable to to keep doing this with a family? Like, but hearing that stuff, it's always like God is faithful. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> so Man. good. Thank you for sharing that story. It's super cool to hear it through the lens of a dad too. Um. That's just super special. You know, you're not just talking about, and it's not to say that any of the other students in your youth group don't have value, right? But it's so cool to hear because you have such a acute viewpoint through yeah. spending time with him post the event to see how his like playlist, his life playlist is changing. Um, the choices that he's making about what he wants to listen to. I mean, that's our heart, right? Like that's, that's why I've given my life to this vision, right? And left my former place of employment to be like, 
there's something about this art and music stuff that connects with the next generation that I don't know if there's a more important space for me to operate in, you know, because I just yeah. believe in it so much. Well, if you think about it, I mean, like I'm 47 years old and uh, I still listen to the same, I listen to 80s music, right? Because that was the music of my teen years. And it seems like everybody tends to be kind of locked their favorite music. There's just something about your teen years, the hormones, everything is bigger and wilder, <laughs> more energy and whatever. And like the stuff you're listening into those years kind of lock in for life. Yeah, that's good. That's a good. I'm writing that one down. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. But if you think about like most of it, every generation, their favorite music is from their teen years. When he says that, like I, I think about like, okay, I got introduced to Lecrae when I was 16. And like yeah. his music has influenced me in ways to like even see myself as like a child of God, but also like it influences my music as well, right? It influences how you've spent your time. Yeah. Right? It's influenced, like, if you do percentages, probably 20% of your life has been impacted by hearing that artist at 16. And I'm probably showing my age with this, but I had the iPod with the little dial that you had to... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. I had a Walkman. (laughs) When it was cool. uh, (laughs) No, but, like, you know, it it was one of those thousand songs that you could put on the ipod right and like i remember in high school like having like all these secular artists on there and when i got saved like it slowly transitioned to like the truth lecrae ambassador like all these hip-hop heads that uh have influenced even my music to to go out and kind of be this influence for the next generation so so wow, that's, that's that's powerful right there legacy that's a, man that's a golden nugget <laughs> that was really good thank you for that um so on our end at the end at the end of the night uh cleaning up wrapping up and uh mike montgomery shout out to mike he brought his group from uh calvary delco yep and we ended up going out to get dinner with them uh at tgi fridays yeah. till like midnight before we drove uh the two hours to ocean city maryland i drove rick drove because i was dead tired i was so tired Dreaming um, about raccoons yeah yeah basically um and we we got into ocean city to go do breakaway but you guys still had more of renew yep and so i just wanted to ask like saturday was there any impact or stories that came out of Saturday in the sense of like seeing lives get transformed. Cause obviously we heard about your son and we know about Trevor and all that kind of stuff, but was there any just bigger picture? Like this is what God was doing at renew on Saturday while yeah. we were down a breakaway. Uh, it was really, it was an amazing weekend. Saturday, uh, we kicked off again. We had uh, student worship bands from Calvary and Willowdale leading at uh, the different sessions. We had uh, Todd Peerage spoke that morning. Shout he's, out to Todd. He's amazing. Todd. <laughs> and, uh, and then we had uh, Derek Parks. He's a pastor from uh, down Wilmington. He planted a church there uh, who closed us out. But we also had um, probably one of the, the really cool moments for me on Saturday is we had Jessica Long come. She's a 16-time Paralympic gold medal uh, swimming champion, uh, she is a Toyota spokesperson, did a Super Bowl at like all travels around the world, competes, has something like over 50 medal gold medals from other swimming competitions too. Crazy. Besides. Yeah. 
The uh, I tried to challenge her to a race, but she just laughed. The uh, but part, part of what's cool about her story, I was like, I'm serious. There's a pool next door. Uh, part of her story is she was born in Russia uh, with a, a, a congenital defect that resulted in her legs needing to be amputated below the knee, and she's actually had like 25 surgeries over the course of her life because of it. when she was 18 months old, she was adopted by Americans, Christians uh, who raised her in the home. And so she has this incredible story of faith and competition and sports and, and really surmounting incredible challenges. Uh, the, the adoption story, the sports chat, the uh, physical uh, things that she's conquered. And um, I don't think I understood how powerful it would be for kids who have been adopted or who have also been battling um, physical disabilities uh, to see someone like her on the platform being celebrated and sharing her story and triumphing so much. And so I was kind of next her afterwards. She was, we had a little bit of a break time and there was this massive line of kids that wanted to meet her and, and get her autograph or get a picture with her. And there were about half a dozen different kids that whether it was uh, international adoption stories like hers or physical disabilities that, I mean, it was just tears and hugs and, and the generosity of her that she would really, you know, like most of the time I was keeping the line moving, but for these kids uh, that were really particularly impacted by her, it was a, it was a beautiful thing for me kind of standing on the peripheral of man, like, I didn't realize the power of representation uh, oh, like mm-hmm. that for uh, them. And that happens in so many different contexts, right? It's not just about that. It can be about gender, about race, about uh, all of these different circumstances. But for that particular group of kids, just seeing the power of that for them uh, was really incredible. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Shout out to Jessica Long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good, man. Thank you for sharing that. Renew Conference. Check it out, people. Wilmington, March 1 Delaware. and 2, 2024. You already got the dates? Yeah, it's first weekend in March. Look at God. <laughs> That's probably the same weekend as Breakaway again. <laughs> I would imagine. Probably. Uh, I mean, it was, yeah, I'm just so thankful for the whole weekend, you know, and I, our yeah. next episode will be about Breakaway and share some of the fruit and the outcomes of that that weekend as well. Um, but it's just such a special thing to do. And I just like big picture just was like, man, the kingdom is so cool, mm. you know, because I think under a lot of circumstances, you'd have to pick one. And at least for this year in 2023, we got to do both. And I think we stewarded both really well. And we got to be a small part of a much larger thing that God was doing. I was so glad it worked out. I was so glad when you told me there might be somebody else. I'm like, well, let me give you a deposit now. Let's lock this in. Before yeah, you did. <laughs> he's like, he's like, so I just went online and put in a deposit on your website. I was like, I was like this guy's serious. Um, we appreciate it, man. And I, I do think like, you know, it's not to throw shade on any of these larger acts that you guys have brought in, right? Like you guys have brought in some really great artists from, well, you know, California even, right? Flew them in. Yeah. I think that that's dope. But I, I think there is something we are starting to become that squad that's getting a lot of looks for these types of scale events you know the like 500 to a thousand youth conference regionally because people are realizing oh i don't need to fly somebody in from atlanta or 
go down to Texas or get somebody yeah. from California. There's people in Philly for regional to Philly stuff. Well, and when I say like everybody stayed in the room, the you know some of the past guests that I've had do concerts either at Renew or just straight up concert events are people like Propaganda, Building 429, Hawk Nelson. Like we've had some really big name people come through that building and you guys kept a lot higher percentage of people in the room, which was cool. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Prop. We love Prop. Oh my god. Prop's I'm, my generation. I'm such a Propaganda fan. Like Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Prop is more our that's generation. That's what I'm booking selfishly. Isn't yeah. like, I hope everyone else likes this cuz yeah. this one's for me. Yeah. I think you booked a one person show for yourself. No, I mean Prop Prop is the truth, but it is it is true. I mean even on the same sense of Lecrae and whatnot, like there is a dynamic at play where us who are older we gravitate towards this. I think what we've seen is this next generation gravitates towards the Abels and the Rick Harmonies, the Demirs. Like they, these people who are younger, Rick looks like he's about 12 and a half years old when he shaves. So (laughs) he looks like he's their age, you know? Um, But really teens connect with you guys. I've said this to you a hundred times in person. I've said this five times prior on this podcast, but Rick has just a skill and a gift with teenagers Mm. Right, that he has the ability, and it's not nothing against Abel. Abel does as well, but Rick has a specific anointing around teenagers. Right <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you do, right? I mean, the story about his son, right? Like that is no surprise to me. I know it warms your heart, but there's a hundred of those stories every time you walk into a room with teenagers. When you perform for that demographic in particular, you have a way to connect with that audience. And make an impact on them, you know? And that's why, for me, it's like, I'll advocate for you guys to get these these types of conference bookings regionally because or nationally because you guys do a really good job with it, right? It, we're flexible, right? We're navigating the, the transitions and the changes of the night. It's not a show to do a show, ever. It's, God, what do you have for us? How do we remain faithful to Him? Are we listening and hearing what His voice is saying in the room? to make sure that we're maximizing the opportunity and the stories about Trevor and stuff come out of that. Right. But, you know, thank you for trusting us. You know, I mean, that's, that's what we're committed to. Like if we ever get the chance to come back and do renew again, um, I'm sure that'll be a conversation down the line. If if I don't bring you guys back, my own kids are going to be mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good sign. It's a good sign. Matt, thank you so much for for being here. Thank you for the stories. Thank you. Uh, Thank Thank you for the time, the energy uh, to be in this conversation. Um, Rick, we love you. Thanks for being on another episode here on Time is Right. Becoming a little bit more frequent of a situation. Am I? I don't know. There's a couple, couple recent ones, right? Uh, I've only been on three. Three? No, three now. Four later today. <laughs> <laughs> four four in a couple weeks. Um, thank you, Rick. Thank you, Matt. Jarrett, Top Mob Productions, we, uh, we appreciate you a ton. And uh, thank you for being here and recording, producing, editing, releasing all of our Time is Ripe episodes. We could not do this without you. Make sure my vocals sound nice. <laughs> Listen, Top Mob Productions is getting... He's becoming sought after in the podcast world right now. He's getting other podcasts now because of this thing. So, what? hey, if you could make my vocals sound like really deep and awesome, like Darth that'd be, Vader, that'd be cool. Oh, that would make my life. <laughs> <laughs> he can do a lot of things. So, thank you, Top Mop. 
Um, and finally, just want to say thank you to all of our partners and supporters. Uh, you guys are the ones who make not only this podcast happen, but everything that we do, uh, including trips like this. Without your support, we don't get to be a part of uh, things like Renew and, and Breakaway as well in the same weekend. Um, all the things that we do are a result of your generosity towards us. So we really appreciate you partnering with us. Um, if you're here today, a couple of takeaways. We would love for you to check out the Renew Conference if you're connected with youth, um, you know, regionally to Wilmington, Delaware, or even from further away. It's a great conference worth checking out um, and finding out how you can come be a part of it. Um, it's super accessible, as Matt said, and uh, it's a great, great experience for young people. Um, and if you're here and you don't currently partner with us with Ripe Creatives, we would highly encourage you uh, to to jump on our website, ripecreatives.com, click the Give button, consider partnering with us at whatever capacity or frequency is right for you and your own story. Um, all of your support means a lot to us, and it's how we're able to do a lot of the things that we do here in Philly and beyond. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you'd like to be texted all of our podcast episodes directly, you can text us at 215-273-3540. Just text us the words, time is ripe. We'll know that you found out about our community line through the podcast, and we will text you all the episodes whenever they drop. I think that's it. Rick, Matt, any final words? Love y'all. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. This was fun. Check out RenewStudent.com. RenewStudent.com. We appreciate y'all. As always, until next time, stay right. They know I'm that young boy with the braids dripping. I be sitting high because the Jeep lifted. I tell all of my problems, adios. Because I know that God is in control. In control. Yeah, he in control. In control.